Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives with my two, now two people joining us. Uh, my man Kyle first, how you doing? Hey, doing good. Doing good, glad to see you back once again. And now joining us again for the second week in a row, and who's going to be a regular on our show, Mike, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Everything's going great. Going good. So today uh, we're going to be talking about Stick's latest release, uh, Crash of the Crown. Who would like to go first? I'll defer to Kyle as usual. I like to hear Kyle's thoughts. Sure. So this album was kind of weird for me just because I I like Sticks. I'm not a huge like Sticks fan. Uh, you know, I'm more along the lines of I jam out to the hits, things like that. With that said, I really like their older material. And that's not saying I didn't like this album. It was just not totally for me, I guess. But what's interesting is like it's a very well-written album, in my opinion. Like a, the songwriting, I think everything about it is technically speaking good. So when it came time for me to like review and rate it, it was a little difficult because even though I could recognize that the songs are very well written, and I think that fans of the band are going to enjoy this release. It really just wasn't for me. I don't see myself coming back to many of the songs in the future. There are a handful that I definitely will come back to. Uh, I think really two, maybe three of them. But uh, overall, I think that if you're a fan of Sticks, you're probably going to enjoy this album quite a bit. I do wish that it had some heavier hitting moments. It is definitely more of a mellow album for the most part there's a lot of acoustics on here uh specifically the intros of a lot of the songs start off acoustic um then that's where i'll leave it for initial impressions mike what about you you know it started to grow on me um i you know i had my favorite songs and the ones that i kind of felt were um uh they were there but they just didn't seem to stick with me it kind of grew on me um as i listened to it again and again just to kind of get a better feel for it and um it definitely i felt like i desired a little more big riff kind of catchy um tracks kind of like almost trying to revisit the old days of like you know um use your illusion or like um uh, you know, like their original Sticks 2 or, you know, their first album, or, you know, a lot of their classic um, work. And um, but then, you know, I am a fan of a, of a progressive rock album that kind of doesn't necessarily have to have a ton of front facing guitar um, riffs and, and for you to kind of latch on to. It, it definitely does a lot um, with its kind of. Um, different instruments that are going on, different voices that are going on, group singing, kind of like, um, you know, all that kind of thing. So um, I liked it. I didn't find a ton of tens here, um, things that I think I would blow my mind, but like, I definitely felt it was a pretty solid um, effort from a band who I thought really, um, you know, wasn't pumping out any like, uh, kind of like releases that were notable. Yeah. That's my initial release on it. 
Cool. My initial thoughts, uh, truthfully, going into going into a new Sticks record, and I, full disclosure, I mean, I I like their hits back in the seventies. I mean, I'm sure they were one of the biggest bands out there, of course. And um, if, obviously, with "Come Sail Away," "Renegade," things like that, and I was very, I was more familiar with their stuff from back then, of course. Um, and not hearing any other albums, like really, and not hearing any other songs really by them since from, from like the early '80s until now. Uh, so going into this album was uh, a bit of a, a, a um, like a, a dive into the deeper end of the pool, if you will. Like I was like, okay, I'm not sure what I'm getting into, but I'm going to try it anyways. And I got to say, there were some, there was definitely. I agree with more of what Kyle was saying. Like that's on, on the point of like, I really enjoy the hits that they've had, but so but going into this was very much like, you know, let's see what they have to offer. And I liked what I heard overall. I mean, would I go back to some of them? Sure, some of them over others, then yeah. But for the most part, though, I mean, I, I overall I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, and, and I I do have tickets to see them later this year actually when they're on their tour with Aria Speedwagon. So that's just a little plug right there. But um. Nice. Excited about that too, uh, and Lover Boy is opening up. You can't go wrong with that. Um, so, but it was overall. I, I liked it overall. It was a very good, solid record. And uh, if for those of you who haven't heard it, I mean, I, I would get on it now. I mean, it, it is. It oh, would I recommend it to someone? Yes. Bottom line, I would recommend it to someone. Um, let's jump over to the Wikipedia page for a second. But yeah, so I mean, overall, I mean, this is. We'll get into our track listing, our favorite songs in a second. But overall, I thought it was very. You know, solid record overall. I mean, that's my initial impressions. I mean, uh, do you guys sh- should we go track by track? What are you guys thinking? Well, I was gonna say, uh, who we could all list our number one track off of it. Yeah. For me, it was like there's a number one track, you know, with some close. Uh, I was just saying, like, what's the star of the show here? I mean, obviously, there's the one that they want you to say, which is you know either like the ones that they do singles of. But I mean, um. Yeah, I don't know what everyone's number one song is. Yeah, so I mean, for me, and I will agree with uh, JT to an extent of would I recommend this album? Yes. Mostly to a person that is already a fan of the band. Mm, I feel yeah. like if someone asked me, I want to get into sticks, this probably wouldn't be anywhere near what I would show them first. With that said, if someone is already a fan of sticks or even just the genre in general, like if they're into more progressive sounds, I'd definitely just be like, yeah, definitely worth checking out. You know, it might not be one of your favorite albums, but you might find something that you'll enjoy on it. Uh, and I think that you definitely would at that point if you're already a fan of it. But uh, to get to Mike's point here, my top, there are actually two songs on this album that I gave that I think are just straight 10 out of 10s that... I put on, you know, just into my daily rotation. Uh, that would be Our Wonderful Lives and uh, Sound of the Alarm. The other song I would consider, I think it might be the only other one that I gave around like a nine out of 10 to. Oh, there are actually two. One was Save Us From Ourselves, which I thought was pretty good. And then The Fight of Our Lives. I thought that was a really good opener. But I think the problem is it set me up for something that the album ended up not being mm. like it set me up for something like really epic and like big. And I feel like a lot of the songs didn't reach that. That's just for me. But I think that uh, in terms of the two that I really liked are Wonderful Lives and um, Sound the Alarm. They're both 
more acoustic ballads and they're probably some of the furthest away from that classic stick sound on this record but i really like them i felt like the lyrics on this one on those two specifically felt very personal and you could feel like the passion in them whereas i feel like a lot of the other lyrics on the album the album is a very let's just get out of the way very medieval type sounding thing to it um I'm not the biggest fan of that. That may be why it didn't translate for me. I'm not a fan of like that medieval vibe. I never really have been like the Kings and the monsters, things like that. I think that's where it fell flat for me, but you don't really have that too much on these two songs. And I really like that. They're very personal sounding. Uh, So those are my specific standouts. Mike, what do you got? Um, You know, I was, this is I was conflicted with this, um, question to myself and to you guys uh what was my favorite song um now crash of the crown has a weird vocal starting on it that kind of really i mean it left me scratch my head if there was a reason for it theatrically or almost like uh a song going beyond just a song but almost like you know if i'm talking about drowning in the ocean i'm gonna make it sound like i'm stuck in the ocean ocean you know what i mean or like you know or like grabbing onto that rope you know like some people will actually emphasize with their voice what they're doing or what's happening in the song and i almost kind of got that feeling when i watched the lyric video i also um just in general it's the only song of its kind but it's my favorite song structurally um its movements it's progressive uh kind of change-ups which i'm a huge fan of change-ups if anyone ever talks to me like if a song is like, hey, here's your, your, you know, you know, your star, your chorus, your bridge, you know, whatever, and repeat, wash, rinse, repeat, done. I tend to like struggle with those types of songs on um artistic level, but when a song kind of throws you for a loop with some different sounding parts and a progressive kind of feel to it, I tend to um I tend to kind of latch onto those songs in a stronger way. So um yeah. I would say, yeah, uh, Crash of the Crown, Save Us From Ourselves. I felt the first part of this album was the strongest, um, you know, kind of almost opposite of Kyle. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I thought the first six um, to, uh, you know, I'd say six songs um, where I was kind of like um, sitting pretty high. And then the last, you know, um, bunch of songs were kind of mixed up for me, felt a little less... Um, attached to those songs a little more to the front um you know six or seven songs um yeah so those two songs um i actually did really enjoy uh um sound the alarm uh as well um so yeah that's uh that's kind of how i was feeling on those tracks how about you Jay tizzle yo um so i gotta say and as someone who is like who likes sticks enough to go see them which i am later this year um for for some reason to me, t- uh, title tracks always stand out to me, no matter what album they are. I've always liked every title track I've ever heard. A bit American Idiot, Toys in the Attic, you name it. Like I, I can go down a ton of different artists, and I love the title track. This one, Crash of the Crown. I really actually, when I got down to it, I was like, this were really as a title track that I I, I gravitated towards. Like I, I actually, with my second time listening to it, I went back to it actually, truthfully. Um, and you're right, it does have that like. The word that I forgot the words you were describing, Mike, but it does have those types of vibes and those feels to me, to me personally. Right. Like, 
I'm not sure. And again, I'm not sure why title tracks just work for me. I mean, I, no matter whatever they are, they just do. It's just, it's, it's how it is, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I would say Crash the Crown definitely stands out to me as well. Uh, as, as probably my, my go-to truthfully, because again, title tracks, they just work for me, as I just said. Uh, Sound the Alarm, I agree with you. That's a really solid track. Uh, and I got to go along. Uh, so I agree with both of you in this case. Uh, the first half of the album, Mike, you know, you point out it, it does have a strong, you know, first side, if you will, first side of it too. Um, but then, um, but, but truthfully, when I got down to this, the 14th track, Another Farewell, which is just a 26 minute, 26 minute, 26 second instrumental. I've always, back when we talked about ELO, I've always loved instrumentals on albums, whether it be from Metallica, whether it be from Electric Light Orchestra, whatever. I've always loved talking. I love. I've always loved instrumentals in general. Just even if they're small, even if they're long, whatever. As long as it works, and to me that twenty six seconds just it worked for me personally. Um, I did. I. I, I mean, because it. It's not just the words. It's not just the lyrics. The melodies. It's definitely. It's, it's just the music in general. Just. It, I like that stuff personally. So I like another farewell as, as a kind of like an honorable mention type of thing. So, but that is me. Um. Yeah, those are my initial impressions. I mean, like I said, so Crash of the Crown, Sound the Alarm, and I'll give like an honorable mention to another farewell, just the 26 seconds that I, I loved it quite a bit. So, mm. but so, yeah, that, that's me though. Um, I'm going to transition to this into um, our least favorites just because yeah. I'm, I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> I did not like Crash of the Crown. Oh, no. <laughs> I've literally written right here, like by far, my least favorite thing on here. Mm. Um, I knew we were all going to be divided on this one a little bit. Um, I'm a big vocals can really kill a song for me, whether they're done purposefully to fit an atmosphere. It just it really threw it off right from the get go with the vocals, and. I the transitions were a little weird to me. I do like that, you know, it was going somewhere the song. And that's one thing about this album that I can say as a positive for it is none of the songs felt dragged out or long. Like none of them overstayed their welcome. The songwriting's there, it's great. And I will say the redeeming quality of Crash of the Crown for me. I thought the synths were really good on it. Uh, but yeah, that one just really didn't do it for me. And then there was a couple other songs that fell flat but like a monster was one of them just kind of felt like filler to me and especially i think it would be more highly regarded in my book if it didn't follow such an epic album opener just to immediately go into kind of a boring mid-tempo acoustic intro song just weird um I will also disagree with JT on another farewell a little bit just because I thought it was a pretty good instrumental. I wish it was slightly longer and it just kind of didn't fit in that specific spot on the album. I didn't think it's that's another thing with this album that I noticed that kind of dragged it down for me a little bit is a lot of the songs seem like they're there, but they don't seem like they fit in that specific spot. Like I already mentioned with a monster. I feel the same way about this one and i wish i really liked lost at sea i forgot to mention this one i really liked lost at sea a lot but it's only 38 seconds and i wish it was longer and i felt that way about a lot of the stuff on here is 
it had things that were really promising to me, but then failed to deliver further on. And a lot of it, one of my biggest notes on this album is a lot of Beatles influence on here, like undeniably so on a lot of it. But there's also a lot of, and you just go back to the progressive rock side of things, a lot of it comes out sounding a little bit like Rush. There's also a song or two that come out sounding like specifically Stream, sounding like Pink Floyd. So to me, this just kind of delivered a lot of sticks doing discount Beatles meets Rush meets Pink Floyd, uh, which not a bad thing. Just something that I noticed it did kind of like throw things off for me in certain parts, just because it's not really what I was looking for. Uh, but those are those are my biggest critiques of it. I think that and the group vocals did get kind of annoying after a while. I get it. Like that's the classic sticks harmonies, which they work very well in when they're used properly, when they're not overdone. And I felt that in a lot of the songs here. I even noted it in the beginning, how much I loved that they were still doing like those harmonies. They sounded great. And then as it got like further on into the album, I was like, all right, we get it. It's the, these harmonies over and over. But really, the, those are my biggest critiques on the album. Overall, I think it's pretty solid. But oh, going back to the Rush thing, the song to those lyrically and a little bit musically, it sounds like if you gave, and we talked about this a little bit with the Def Leppard album, it sounds like if you gave an AI just a bunch of Rush songs and said, write me a Rush song, that's what it would have got. The lyrics were such like, they felt like discount, like Neil Peart lyrics with musically just trying to be Rush a little bit, which I'll just go listen to Rush if I wanted that sound, you know? I also got some Queen vibes uh, off a couple of the songs. Yeah, like um, I think it was probably uh, well, Crash of uh, Crash of Crowns was like had a whole bunch of um, Queen kind of ending to it. Even that that kind of harmonized guitar. And I was looking at some of the YouTube Facebook or YouTube uh, comments, which I hate looking at YouTube comments because it's like people are just talking heads. They're just kind of you know. Um, they're just spouting things, but there is some relevancy to like the stuff they say. It's just not so much like I feel like it's so concentrated um, in its uh, evaluation. Um, do I feel like they're copying off Queen? Like I wouldn't say that. I would say, you know, like they are definitely uh, feeling a theatrical, and that's something that I, I am a big fan of. I love theatrics. I like, um, I love the dragons. I love the the knights, the medieval thing. I mean, Sticks too has a, a fugue in it from Bach. I mean, so I'm over there like, you know, like literally, that's me. I'm that guy. So when I hear songs like that, when I hear a whole theme like that, I'm just like, I'm thrilled. So, uh, you know, to kind of play off what Kyle is saying, and I, I that's why I like hearing many of uh, different opinions about an album. Could Sticks put a, a modern album with a enough of a medieval kind of undertone to not overdo it to the average listener who's not necessarily 
huge on that sound. Um, and that perfect balance or that delicate balance could be very tough to pull off sometimes because you still have guys writing an album who are um, into something. You know, there's uh, Tommy Shaw. He's the, you know, him and um, I think it was uh, Dennis DeYoung. I think it was the, the guy who left in the 2000s. He, uh, he's been gone since 2000. And uh, I mean, and Shaw has written some great songs. So it's not like, you know, the guy who really kind of was everything to the band is, you know, they're both gone and Shaw's still there. So, uh, yeah, like, but I understand what you're saying. And um, actually, my least favorite song was uh, coming out the other side and to those were actually, um, that's where I kind of was falling off. And then that uh, instrumental, like you were saying, is too short um, to get a real feeling, of, a vibe of like some kind of emotion. I liked it. It was pleasant. It wasn't bad. But then like I needed a little longer to to really gain uh, an idea or an express an expression um rather than just kind of like here's something that's going to lead into another track that's so short that you know like you're probably not going to remember what it was trying to you know to get across you know yeah and that's the thing though with that specific interlude there was i anticipated it to lead into stream and it really doesn't like doesn't feed into it well because it just stops and then stream starts with a completely different sound mm. like it starts with a acoustic guitar that honestly sounds kind of out of tune which i'm sure was the point but it really bothered my ears and that's a stream was also one of my least favorites but yeah it, that instrumental i think it really need to be longer and have better placement Quick question for both of you. Would you say that, I mean, <clears throat> given that there's this, there's still, there, there's still like the majority of the original members of Sticks are there. Do you think mm -hmm. that they, just out of curiosity, do you think there was like a lack of focus in general making this? Like in, in your opinion, would you, I just want to ask that question. Would you say? I don't think so. Okay. This album, if you listen to it and it feels very focused. Like it, it sounds like they're all on the same page. They all knew what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Tommy Shaw is writer on most of the songs. But I mean, even looking at the writing credits, it's, you know, there's still a lot of input from other people. I, I think it does sound focused. I don't get that vibe at all. Whereas like the Def Leppard album that we talked about recently, was an example of a legacy act trying to do something different and not doing it well. I think this was more sticks, just knowing themselves, knowing what they wanted to write and all getting together to do it, which they do. And it, it's, it's definitely a Sticks album. Like they, I think if you were a fan of Sticks and, you know, a fan of the band outside of the hits, I, I think this album is going to please those people. I think so too. I, I wasn't, I, I just wasn't sure. Cause I mean, like I said, I'm not, I, I know their hits from the seventies and whatnot. I, I know about Dennis DeYoung leaving all that stuff. I just, as, but as someone who's like dubbing into it, I was like, it just i wasn't sure if there was a this is like a group effort or like you know what i mean like i wasn't sure how like the, the in your eyes the band might have interacted with it making this you know what i mean yeah i think uh it's interesting you say that because um uh there is a very big theme lyrical theme going on here a story in a way um and sometimes when you're focused on the lyrical themes um you know it looks like majority of the album was written by Shaw and uh, Evan 
Evan Kovic, I can't even say that. Evan Ivanovic. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so uh and the end, if you notice, is written by a little more of a mixture. And that's where I fell off. You trying it's kind of interesting that the mixture of people kind of came at the time when I felt like a little a little more like confused by um some of the the consistency of the vibe and feeling of the album were kind of coming in at that point. Um, and overall, just to mention, I I felt I wasn't a, as huge on the vocals overall, even even beyond Crash of the Crown. Um, I felt the vocals were, weren't bad at all, but they just felt a little underwhelming. Maybe the singer staying within his um, like a comfort range or zone or whatever. Um, but it did. It felt a little strained at time. It felt like um you know there's more power kind of um presence that could have come from his vocals that wasn't there and it kind of caused some tracks i felt in my opinion to suffer from that lack of uh kind of ability to just real project um out some of the um the parts where he kind of lets out a note like i the one where he was like uh where he says, do you know what it's like to be me? And you know what it's like to be free? Felt It felt like you could tell he's much older and uh, much more kind of um, out of that range of like, ability to just kind of really belt out some of these um, parts, which is, you know, it is what it is. Um, it doesn't really superly hurt the album. It just, um, it left me um, wanting more from that area that I was kind of almost hearing old stick songs in my head. and alongside them and thinking to myself yeah seems like it's just a little little underwhelming you know what i mean so, yeah um, i would have to i'd have to agree with that uh i found myself kind of wanting more of the vocals which i thought the vocals on the album overall he's a great singer i mean well we're talking about a, a band where they have multiple singers that all do lead vocals at different points i would say most of them are great singers i've never really been a fan of James Young's voice, which kind of shows on Crash of the Crown. I'm pretty sure that was him in the beginning. Mm. Um, but I would have to agree. Like it, you know, we got to remember these guys are they're older now. They're not going to be able to hit those notes. I mean, as evidenced by every band from the time, even a little bit later. I mean, look at Bon Jovi now. He's yeah he's sounding pretty rough live lately. Vince Neil, same thing. David Lee Roth. Cut the feed. Cut the feed now. Yeah, it just is what it is. But <laughs> in regards to their age, I think he sounds great. I think to me it was just, just that there was no real, there were no real hooks that stuck. Like there were no real memorable like vocal melodies that like stick in your head after. Like when you have, you listen to like Come Sail Away or like Renegade, things like that. The hooks are really good. Like they stick with you for a while. Even like Too Much Time on My Hands, things like that. Even, let's even look at Mr. Roboto. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I feel like for me, that was missing from this album. Like there really wasn't any songs that got stuck in my head afterwards. Mm. And I think that has to do with a lot of the, the lack of like vocal melodies in there. So I don't know if it was so much the actual vocals themselves, which, yeah, they probably back in the day could have pushed themselves a little more. I think it was more of the no like real catchy hooks in there which i think goes towards that progressive rock sound they were going for there's when you listen to progressive rock there's really not many catchy hooks in there um but you know the minor criticism there i think overall it was 
pretty solid vocally. Yeah, same. I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, so any other like just overall generic feelings, thoughts about I mean, we, we, we already went through the track listing. Any any overall takeaways from the record before we rate it or whatnot? Or what are you guys thinking? Mike, you want to you want to take this first? You want me to go? Yeah, sure. Um, I think my overall takeaway from this album, um, I felt a political, um, I think the world around us, 2001, you know, I mean, every album at this time is affected by the pandemic or um, I think uh, politics that are going on that are causing some uh, stuff in the world and save us from ourselves. Um, talking about you know just kind of sound um, like the whole sound the alarm and just kind of like uh overall i feel there was definitely um there was definitely this idea that we were divided um we're, di- we're a divided nation we're kind of um, struggling with this and that and um the stuff that was going on at the time so i i think this album is definitely a reflection of that um, um it's definitely a hopeful voice out of out of a possible it could have been a much more you know dismal voice like we're all kind of screwed um and a lot of the in a lot of the ways i felt like he was just kind of like um we need a miracle you know some of the parts he was saying in the song um this is the fight of our lives we've got to come back and you know there's this monster basically you know and it's just like it's just like it the whole thing just screams like we're we're searching for the answer to get out of the the hole we're in and um yeah i think that's a good it's always a hopeful message um it's a good um hopeful feel to it so yeah other than that um it was a solid album and uh good to see them the boys are still able to you know not phone one in you know and just kind of like hey what do we who cares like stamp our name on it and just like done like they they put some work into this they thought it through and you know i'm sure in 2000 you know 2021 they were they were still struggling to um you know get together and whatever so um yeah overall that's how i was feeling on that kyle yeah so my my final thoughts don't really differ too much from mike's i agree with the the overall message when you're listening to you definitely do get those political vibes even though you know it's not directly talking about that in the lyrics you can you can see where they're going with it um i will say with this album that i thought the guitars really shined even if they weren't like the hard rock guitar even like the acoustic parts i thought were done very well and the album definitely feels inspired it doesn't feel like mike said it doesn't feel like someone just threw some songs together and was like yeah our fans will buy it we're, we've been around for decades now they it does feel like they really wanted to put something out that they were proud of. And I think that they did a good job with it. I personally don't think the album was, it's not for me. It's not like something that I'm probably going to go back and listen to very often. Towards the end of the album, I don't know if it's because of like Mike brought up. Yeah, there's different input on there. I did towards the end of it start to be like, all right, let's, wrap it up a little bit i'm pretty done with it but i mean overall i think it's very well done i did think a lot of it may have blended together at points but like i mentioned earlier none of the songs overstayed their welcome they all have a good like shelf life i guess the songs like it's 
they don't sit there and meander on and on like not to drag the album again but like we talked about last week with Def Leppard on their last album the songs just kept going with no real direction and just kind of went on and on just repeating verse chorus 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 they actually went somewhere with this which I appreciate uh one thing you can always say about sticks is they're fantastic songwriters I mean they always have been and that goes back to almost any of the members really um they sound as great as you would expect and my comments earlier about them like the Beatles Rush and Pink Floyd vibes those aren't bad things I think it's just interesting to see I feel like those influences may have come out uh more than usual on this record and for me I know Mike is a very much fan of that medieval vibe like the kings and dragons which I'm a big fan of theatrics and music as well that's just not my thing like Mike will tell you, Mike wants to kill me all the time. I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings or anything like that. What? Can't get into it. Same thing with Game of Thrones. That whole medieval thing is just not not my style. So they kind of lost me me personally on that. But really, I can recognize when music is good, even if I don't personally care for it much. Um, and I think this album is definitely a good album. Yeah. Um just in my own concluding thoughts, I mean, you guys pretty much hit the nail on that. I'm just going to re- repeat some of the things that you both just said, um, because we're on the same page pretty much. Um, as far as like, you know, Mike was mentioning like the, the some of the, the lyrics, some of the title, I mean, even some of the political climate that's going on. It was released last year in 2021. I mean, the, I mean, you with titles like the fight of our lives and hold back the darkness. I mean, there's definitely some, like, I, I would, I would say that there's definitely some pandemic, pandemic-y like like not not directly but just like hey you know we want to touch on this in our own way type of thing in our own song songwriting way um even sound the alarm like you know that's one of those i guess that, that stood out to me as well mm. um but i would say i mean it definitely if bottom line if you're looking for a new record by an older band check out this one crash of the crown i mean sticks has been doing this is, this is what they said this is their 17th yeah 17th studio album that they've done so far and i mean i agree with what kyle said pretty much is like where if you're looking for i i think i don't, I don't think they definitely i don't think they phoned this one i feel like def leopard phoned in their last recording that we talked about with diamond star halos that was just weird trippy decisions yeah, no, yeah. Mike's giving the thumbs down. No way. <laughs> two, uh, two thumbs down for. Death <laughs> um, this this feels like they actually like did they put in they, did they put in some work? They did definitely put in some um, some definite. Um, they they put a lot of thought into this. I, I, I felt like they did, which I, I I would think that you know, for a band that's been going so long since what like nineteen seventy almost fifty years now since nineteen seventy one or two, so for for doing it like this good for this long i think that this is something that would i go back to it frequently probably not I, I tend to lean more with with kyle on that aspect and just on a side note kyle i'm not a re- I, I hate to mike i hate to burst your brother I, I mean i like some medieval stuff like i just can't get into a lot of it so like but like as far as lord of the rings and game of thrones goes so I, I gotta agree with you on that so sorry mike if i have to disappoint you with lord of the rings so just saying <laughs> just that's okay that yeah i'm not like i mean i i like it i'm not like the biggest fan of that type of stuff but i mean if, if it's on i'll watch it or if something like sounds like it i'll listen to it but you know that's me but um but yeah no overall i definitely a 
if you like sticks, you're going to like this record. If not, check it out anyways and interpret it as you will. How would you guys rate out of five, if I'm not mistaken, how would you rate this album out of five? Because we're doing five, correct? Yeah. All right. Mike, out of five, what do you got? 3.5, a possible four if okay. I listen to it many more times. But I think 3.5 sounds about good. Is it an album I'm going to return back to? You know, there's a couple songs in there, like Kyle said, go into my rotation as a whole piece of work. Um, you know, actually, that monster song, to be honest with you, I actually I gained a different type of enjoyment out of some songs, almost like um, they're I like the the environment they create. And here we go again with the environment. They create a good atmosphere. Um, um, some of the, the keyboards kind of coming around in the background and the and the, the progressive feel to it. That song, I actually did enjoy just kind of chilling out and laying back and kind of listening to that song and it grew on me. Um, but yeah, I would say, obviously, yeah, um, it's an album I would say uh, is, is, is a decent album and it's solid. And um, yeah, 3.5 is probably where I'm sitting on it, um, if possible, or if as time went by. But yeah, for now, I'll leave it at that. Kyle, what do you got? I'm actually in agreement for the most part uh i also would give it a, a solid 3.5 i don't think it would change from that for me though uh really just because like i said it's not for me but when i look at it as a whole you know work of art in terms of songwriting all of that i do think it's very very well done for what it is definitely 3.5 again I think a lot of the songs are songs that work better in context of the album. I don't think there's many like, oh, I'm going to go pick out this song to randomly go listen to. I think that it is one of the albums that you should listen to front to back if you're going to listen to it. Uh, and I want to say that if this is how older bands should do it, this is what I want from legacy bands. I still want them to sound like themselves. I don't want them to try to reinvent the wheel. I don't need them to try to be modern or cool or do whatever some of these legacy artists are doing. I think this is the way to do it. And as a result, definite uh, strong 3.5. Well, gentlemen, we've come to an agreement. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely say it's definitely 3.5 out of 10 out of, out of 10 out of 5 for me sorry they're going to 10 what it's too low no no, no. 3.5 out of 5 for me as well um it, it definitely it hit some notes for me it didn't hit all the notes that i wanted it to not quite but it, overall it's still enjoyable still a very you know well-rounded you know as we said before we you could tell that they put their time into it they definitely put like some good thought into it and they um and, and, and again I'm seeing them later this year on their uh, live and unzoomed tour with Aria Speedwagon and Leverboy, which should be very fun. Super excited to see them live. And who knows, they might play some songs off this album live when uh, when I see them. So we'll have to wait and see, of course, for that. But uh, any other last minute thoughts on the album, gentlemen, at all? Or are we good? Um, I think uh, pretty much, yeah. I think it's uh, it's nice. I just look forward to the future of uh, the releases and uh, you know um, see what they come up with next and maybe Mr. Roboto number two I don't know who knows you know, it's gonna be maybe that's that'll make you guys happy no more medieval be robotic uh, universe uh, 
<laughs> Mr. Roboto 2.0 coming 2.3. There we go. The first thing <laughs> of the new I album. I will not argue with it. I'll take it. <laughs> Charting on the Hot 100 awesome. at 85. I'm One kidding. of those rare people that is actually a fan of that uh that style. So I am too. I actually was talking to a coworker who I'm not going to name because he. Pro- I told him to watch the videos. Um, and he was saying he watched, uh, I've been kind of sharing them and, and he said, mentioned that, uh, um, uh, the other member who left in the two thousands, um, I remember his name all of a sudden brain rot. Um, he, uh, he basically took them in a direction, um, during the time, you know, like the shift of music at the time towards that more modern, we were talking about this with, um, certain bands and, you know, just kind of like, I mean shifting into a certain direction that's happening and um i wasn't i actually really enjoyed that song and the and some of the other songs that he wrote and i think his lack of input on this album could have uh, made like you guys said all one type of sound without that that juxtaposition that he could bring um dennis the young it was his name yep. now that it comes back to me uh hit that juxtaposition that's kind of uh, yin and yang that makes an album really feel like it doesn't get too stale and too similar like you were saying similar melodies similar feeling that similar feeling could become real evident and almost like someone who is really trying to compensate for a lack of of input could really feel overwhelmed and have to deliver on their side too much to a point where it kind of alienates certain listeners hmm. Kyle, any la- any last minute stuff? Uh, my last closing point here would be something that I'm surprised we haven't brought up sooner. It's a great album cover. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. love the album artwork for this album. Uh, very well done. Very, That's very great. well done on that. Yeah, definitely yeah, looks awesome. Well, trippy. <laughs> There's a little trippy. There you go. It's um, <laughs> a tad bit. This is it. Um, well. Honestly, I mean, you guys pretty much covered everything that I would say too. And, and you're right there. It is, the album cover is pretty awesome. It looks like an eye staring into the soul of, any, of everyone, you know? There you go. Oh. <laughs> yep. So, but uh, on that note, I want to thank the two fine gentlemen who join me as always every week moving forward as well. I want to thank Kyle uh, for doing this as always from the very beginning. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, thanks for doing this as always. Of course. And Mike, second week in a row, man. First week was Def Leppard. Now we got sticks. We're going to figure out what to do next week. But Mike, thank That's you so it. much for doing this as always with us. That's a, Hey, a, I a appreciate blast, it. It's been a lot of fun, man. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to more of you. Awesome. Awesome. We, we want to thank you for thank you for watching and listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. Um, so tune in next week for another episode of Career Perspectives on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, click subscribe on our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify Podcast, and we will uh, – See you guys next time. So stay safe, man. Take care. Peace.